All right, Ben, can we please have a word prompt? Uh, green. Got a siege? Yeah. Okay, good. Here we go. Three, two, one. I'm finding more and more that I miss. I miss green stuff. I miss nature. I want some fresh air. Yeah, well, now the snow's melting. You can actually see some. See some green. Dead grass, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This doesn't come as a surprise, but it is crazy how much that stuff relates to your mental health and how big of an impact. Like, just go for a walk for five minutes and you'll feel a thousand times better. Yeah, I hate to interrupt you in the middle of that uh, very positive message, but hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your host, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hey, now. Hey, now. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week, we watched The Larry Sanders Show. Season six, episode one. Episode title? 1998. I do not know the episode title. Me neither. Check the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of the end? Is that correct? Something like that. That's that's about right. Okay, cool. You're you're close. It's something like that. It's the farewell season when they know they're going to get canceled. It's the last season. But Jon Stewart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. CJ, do you want to introduce our guest here? I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, we are once again joined by one of the co-hosts of the new podcast, The Sand Trap, all about Adam Sandler. It's yeah. Ben Castle. Yeah, thank Welcome you. Welcome back, Ben. Yeah, I know. I took I took a, my premise and I just made it into uh, uh, an unstable, separate podcast <laughs> for y'all. Y'all, yeah. Were the, I always came in with Adam Sandler, and then I finally was like, I gotta talk. I gotta walk the walk. I'll start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> on my so, own too. So Ben, we're we're counting this as the first spin-off of our show. Oh <laughs> no way. Oh podcast. my gosh. I'm <laughs> I could not be more honored. I'm so I really feel happy that I could be the first spin-off of yours. Yes, and you can take you can claim it completely. You are yeah. the first yeah. I was a spin-off of this, of uh, your your podcast completely. We're so happy to see you. You're putting all that knowledge to good use. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's God, gonna be really yeah. good. It is, it is. It's a valve to release. Same with this show. Because our first season of the the Sand Trap, we had to study so much of like the early '90s era of comedy, and Larry Sanders popped up again and again and again. So hmm. I watched it in college, so I had a chance to re- rewatch a lot of episodes, and it reminded me how much I loved it. So when Siege hit me up to be like, "Do you want to be back on?" I was like, "Yes, I could finally release this other kind of useless knowledge of this <laughs> show that uh, that I think is one of the it's it's fantastic. I love it." You didn't want to do another Adam Sandler movie because you didn't. I want couldn't. To take I was spent. I was spent. The, yeah. I was spent. And it's uh, it's the apartment's going nuts too because we have my roommate also is doing a separate other podcast that I'm helping edit and produce. That's called Adam Slander, and that does not involve Adam Sandler. But it's it's the name. I was like, God, you couldn't have picked anybody else. It's like it doesn't really involve. It doesn't even involve Adam Sandler. And I was like, I know, yeah, but what? it's gonna it's gonna inherently confuse people. <laughs> I am confused. What is it about? It's it's a cool idea. He has people on and they he has a bunch of guests on each week and it's tiny little stories about how they had an interaction with Adam Sandler. But the 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 great part is they could be about anybody. So it's a chance for somebody to tell a really crazy story about themselves, protect the innocent or the guilty by replacing that person with Sandler. Oh, Some of them also might be true. I don't know. Some of them also might be true encounters. Wow. But he fell on that. He fell on that. Uh, he came into me. He came into my room and he's just like, I got this. I found the pun. 
<laughs> I was like, it's a great pun, but I was like, damn, man, I also have been working with this guy. Uh, so it's going to be, but I'm happy about it. We, yeah, we're a Sandler household now. We're very yeah, happy yeah. involved. Dang. So yes, I was like, I cannot pick another one to come on this pod with and give y'all a break too. Cause y'all have heard enough about him. I'm sure. <laughs> I think Ken especially. I wouldn't mind another one, but I, I think mean, Ken maybe as run as <laughs> you know. They're they're pretty hit or miss with me. I mean, some of them are pretty good. So I don't know. that's true. You did like fifty first dates. Yeah, a lot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan of Hubie though. You didn't like Hubie though, right? No, no. <laughs> that's where we lost them. No, that's where we lost them. Yeah, stuff is. Yeah, yeah. It's, not for me, but that's grading. It can be grading. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, I got to say, I'm I'm very much enjoying listening to it. You can tell you put a lot of like time and effort to it and do it, and it shows. It's a, it's a fun listen, and I recommend it to people. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. We're having a lot of fun with it, and uh, I'm happy to come back on here as a, as to say thanks, because y'all really helped me get that thing going. Uh, a lot of uh, seeds you were very helpful on, like uh, giving me advice on what to do, how you did yours. Uh, gave me some notes early on. Very, very helpful. So I'm very appreciative. Oh, it was my pleasure because we barely know what we're doing. So I mean, <laughs> if you're anything to jumpstart someone else, yeah, we've been through a lot of pain with <laughs> getting this yeah. one off the, especially with quarantine and stuff. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So the advice was very much uh, appreciated. Very much appreciated. Hey, my pleasure. Happy to have you back on. Good to see you. Yeah, always. What do you say? Should we get into it? Yeah, let's talk about uh, the Larry Sanders show and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. This television show is where you are in total command, where you are the king. God, my ass looks fat in these pants. Larry's a performer, and you should try to think of a performer as a small, helpless child. You know, I have sex with him. I'm so sorry. You're wonderful at physical comedy. Oh, you know, I love doing right. broad physical comedy. I saw your balls. What? I saw your balls. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, joined once again by Ben Castle, and we're talking about the Larry Sanders Show. Ben, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never seen the Larry Sanders Show what it is all about, and maybe specifically this episode, since I think we're going to try to focus on it. Okay. Ready. Go. Uh, Larry Sanders show is about a it's a workplace comedy exploring the world of late night comedy. And it follows Larry Sanders, his side man, Hank Kingsley, and his producer, Artie. And this episode is about the process of Larry starting to lose grip on the network pull. He's not getting as Ten much likability. And a younger, newer host is set to replace him. And he has to Five, reckon with that fact. Four, three, Whew. two. One. Oh, I did good. And would you say hilarity ensues? Hilarity, yeah, exactly, yeah. And hilarity ensues. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The end of all of our descriptions. <laughs> yeah. In the show. No matter what the movie or show, hilarity ensues. Hilarity so, ensues. I had never seen the Larry Sanders show before, so I, I watched just this episode totally out of context. So oh, I, okay, so please tell me if it did it make sense. I wasn't sure. I picked a later one, but I wasn't sure. I was. I told CJ. I, was I like, mean, I got the sense. basic premise that it's it's okay. a talk show, and that yeah, I could tell it was the last season too. So I was like, oh, they probably knew going into it, so they're setting it up. But gotcha. Um, yeah, is it is it a comedy? It like it. it was kind of humorous, but I don't know. At least for me, maybe I didn't get a lot of the jokes too because I didn't know anything about it. But no, it's the it, it is supposed to be humorous, but. That one I liked a lot because I've been watching a lot of them, but they tow that line really well where they 
try to they set up yeah. a silly premise and the ending of it i thought was really nice where you think it's going to be this like endearing ending and then it's him curbing to this fake idea and like trying to s- stay for ratings so they try to they do a lot of that sitcom kind of set up punch down thing but it's hmm. set up in this really realistic context that really i thought best displays itself in that last season when i was watching it but it is supposed to be a comedy yeah but it was H- <laughs> it was on hbo so you know they can get away with a little bit more yeah air and not so much uh jokes like per jokes minute per kind minute. of stuff yeah, yeah exactly for sure no yeah. I, I kind of appreciated that um and it, it that actually i think drew me in more the fact that it wasn't just straight comedy it was kind of more like a comedy drama kind of with like what's going yeah. on with these people so i don't know i kind of want to keep watching because just because of that so nice that's fantastic good, right? yeah. yeah that's fantastic yeah i've only seen uh the f- i had seen the first two episodes of the show and then obviously this one because it, it, it is something that like i've always heard about like it, it for sure is very popular in this sort of comedy zeitgeist and kept hearing and then especially when Gary Shandling passed away. Then, uh, you know, all these comedians and people that were impacted by his work, like came out and talking about the Larry Sanders show again and stuff like that. Judd Apatow put out a two part documentary about his life. Yeah. Um, was, which I've seen saga, man, it was long. And I think he got a, he got some award for it. It won some awards um, because it was a, an intense love letter to him. It was really moving. It was a long documentary. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I want to say like, yeah, Gary Shandling, gave Judd one of his sort of first breaks, like had him. I, I work think with in him du- a directing sense. Yeah. I think Judd had been writing for different comics and standups. And then he had been contributing to the Ben Stiller show. And I think, uh, and then he had freaks and geeks. I think if I'm thinking of his timeline, right. And then he got on this show and I think it was something like, uh, Gary just said, Hey, next week you're directing this episode. And Judd was like, what do you mean? He's like, no, you're just going to direct it. You, you got to do it. So he and then he became a really big mentor and he yeah. started to lean in more to that mentorship role in Hollywood later uh, with a lot of comics. Some people weren't invited. Some people were <laughs> like they these basketball games. He became a, a kind of a, a guru of sorts for a lot of people. So I think Judd was one of them. Yeah, gotcha. So the the characters and people on this show, mm-hmm. do we just sort of talk about Jeffrey Tamborn real quick and then uh, we can move on? Move on. Or... Yeah, it's I, I watching it. It's so frustrating because he's so good in this show and his comic character yeah. is throughout the show. I think it's some of the best laughs. There's mid series. He he starts to he knows he's losing money. So he wants to invest and he invests in a series of like rotating restaurants. And everyone's like, that's a terrible idea. People are going to get sick. And he just (laughs) does it anyway. And then every time you go there, people are getting sick. There's something wrong. And he's always like sweating. He's like, this should have worked. He's just, they just give him really funny premises. And yeah, it really set him up to have gigs later, like Arrested Development and stuff like that, like into the 2000s. Um, yeah, but yes, he is. He uh, of all the things he could ruin, he ruins uh, this. It's hard to not. He's a big character. In it, so you have to right. kind of reckon with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's I would say he's like the other main character of the show, essentially. Like yeah. it's obviously Gary Shanley, but he is the sidekick of the Larry Sanders show and also the show in general. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he I don't know. I, I, well, that kind of stuff is always plays differently for different people. Where if you grew up with somebody, it's a little bit, there's more of a, a hard time for cognitive dissonance, I think, mm-hmm. to remember it. But luckily, I hadn't seen this until later when this stuff was more, 
coming out of the forefront about him. So I think I already knew that going in that that was part of it. I think it would be, at least in my experience, a little bit harder when you build a relationship with somebody uh, that's obviously one-sided, that's famous, and then something like this happens. That becomes a little bit more of a reckoning with yourself. But this one, at least for personal sake, that's uh, it doesn't um, doesn't avoid it. But yeah, it's it's true. It is true. That is that is a part of the legacy now. Yeah. If anybody is listening and wondering what we're talking about, you can go check his Wikipedia page. Uh, sexual harassment, verbal harassment on set, stuff like that. Yeah. All that fun stuff in Hollywood, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's definitely way than enough time on him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now we can move on. Yeah. Uh, so who plays the producer guy? Uh, that is, oh. Rip that, Torn? Rip Torn. Is that who you're yes. referring Torn. to? With the Rip best Torn. name ever. Yeah. And Rip also Torn, I love. Yeah. He's also the Voice of Rip Zeus Rip from Hercules, too. Oh, dang. Yeah. He he really gets a great role here. I loved, I loved Rip in this show. Um, yeah. And his relationship with Larry is really, really endearing. Like, they have a a symbiotic pacing and kind of awareness of each other that is really enjoyable to watch where a lot of their dynamic will say it will be Larry will say something and Artie will just say, Oh, Oh, so the opposite. And he was like, yes, exactly. The opposite. And he just goes <laughs> off and does it for him. And they have this nice dynamic with each other. Huh. Uh, yeah. I think he got a, I think he got nominated for a bunch of supporting roles while he was on the show. I think. Oh, nice. Uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah, he rip. he says on the show that like his Artie, his character's name uh, is supposed to take care of all the bullshit so that Larry Sanders doesn't have to deal with that. And then this episode is finally revealed like I can't really do that for you anymore because the network wants to go in a different direction and wants you off the show, essentially, and to be replaced by Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And so what did y'all what did y'all think of his cameo? John's cameo? I thought it was great. I, yeah. I enjoyed like him knowing that Larry again the character was gonna uh, stop on all of it, stop on all of his punchlines, and like not get, yeah. let him get a joke out, and just completely steamrolls him the entire time, yeah, and then good. throws to commercial. So John yeah. gets like three words in. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was one of the when I first watched the show. That's what really sucked me in the most. One that I think is one of the best intros. They don't use it all the time, but I think this one does, where it's black. And Hank is introing the show like you're in the audience, prepping right. you, saying like, this is what it's going to be like. And then the show starts. But then it's, there's this, so immediately I was sucked in by that. I was like, so wait a minute, is it this show or is it mm-hmm. the 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 sitcom about it? Like it blurs the line immediately and does it in mm-hmm. such a weird, intimate way. And that of him saying, he's going to step on all my jokes. And then as a viewer, you get to see how that's done and how subtly that can be done. Yeah, and it's this nice showing of a hand that's so always satisfying to watch as a viewer. I think because you're watching them get to act like yeah. how they think they're supposed to. It's really really cool to to experience, and that was one of the big things about the show when it was on because the list of guests they get is crazy. They get like yeah. everybody. I was looking they at get, that. It's nuts. Yeah, and it's so it's a great formula to be like, oh, they're a guest on the show, quote unquote, and then they're also now a guest in the sitcom though. Right. And so mm. they bring this whole new energy. And up to this point, I think any sitcom cameo, they play a version of themselves that's like, yeah, likable and pretty one dimensional. But here they play some of the worst versions of themselves yeah. that you'll ever see. And or they admit to drama that's been going on in their real lives as this character on the show. There's like the line is so thin about huh. the character and the tension of it. Like 
when uh, Ellen, when she was having her whole like with her sitcom, uh, if she her 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 character was gay, they even have her on this show to make a joke about that commentary uh, about that. So they like bring in people who are having re- like uh, that year these kind of issues, and they're able mm-hmm. to kind of make this line really it's just really smart to do. And I think stars when they would come on to cameo were worried about that at first because they're like you know make me look bad and they had to be like no 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 you're it's all written in you're not yeah. like we're trying to reveal how it's so frustrating and how this stuff can be so complicated yeah which had never been done before so it was really uh really cool to watch and i mean speaking of stars we've got a bunch of all stars smash mouth is the musical guest on the show yeah which smash is like- mouth they're they're prime too. This was in 1998, yes. and their their Astro yeah. Lounge album comes out in 99. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and I also picked this one because going through some of the stuff, it, you it passes you by because it, it's kind of a, of that era. So some of the references, you're like, I really don't get that, or it's more rooted in that. But this one felt I could get away with season six because he's supposed to start to be aging out of what's current, so yeah. he already feels old. But then in that, he's trying to be hip and know what Smash Mouth song this is. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's also really funny to watch. Yeah, I also enjoyed. Yeah, so it's like him and Winona Ryder watching them do their like sound check, and they're playing mm-hmm. their song "Walking on the Sun." And Larry says to try to impress her, like, "Oh, this is my favorite song," and she says, "Like, oh, what? Like, what's the name of it?" And as they're saying that, it's the part of the song where they just say, say walking the on the sun over and over. Times <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He was like, it's track three. Ha ha. It's like, yeah. They're, they're literally telling uh. you the name of the song over and over and over. Yeah. Again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so funny. So good. And John, yeah. And John looks so good in it. And like, you get the appeal. Like, you come down and then like how the network people are really like fawning over him and just want to talk to him and hear what he thinks and all that stuff. And so much of this show is in the hallways, which I always find really funny. So it's yeah, like, it'll be right. backstage or it'll be in the hallway. Like that scene when it's him and Artie and John walks by and then he kind of walks back and he's like, he's trying to get my attention. He wants me to say hi. I'm not going to say hi. And he's just, <laughs> and then later John's aware of that. He's like, yeah, yeah. I saw you. you guys were just standing there. I walked by and you guys didn't say anything. <laughs> like they're just, so it's all this pitter patter of all this stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, that, it's like, that like office drama, like yeah. the yes. huddling around the water cooler, or yeah, like what the proper societal norm to do in the hallway when you're yeah passing by somebody, and that happens in every workplace. But then all of a sudden it cuts, and it's this well lit set, and you're supposed to be in this whole late night world, um, yeah. which looks dated and corny now. Like the set looks really <laughs> bad, I thought. Yeah, uh, but I think they're trying to make that stark thing of like this is still this is exactly the same. You have to remember that this is all the same everywhere this dynamic Mm -hmm. when you're at work there's this person you don't want to deal with or someone is going for a promotion that might be your job and now Mm -hmm. you have to be nice to them but instead of be nice to them in front of your uh mixed company it's front of millions of people on television yeah live Uh, on air mm -hmm. it's just uh and he's on the same time as seinfeld is that's what i always like to think about like him and jerry seinfeld get this stuff at the same time and they're more alike then they are different. Like they got their sitcoms around the same time. They both started stand up around the same time. Uh, and this, mm. I guess, was called uh, anti Seinfeld because it's trying to pull back some layers. And like Seinfeld's so tight and so seamless. And this one is a little bit more 
uh, messy and trying yeah, to more real. Uh, yeah, realistic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I guess uh, I think he does the comedians and cars with them shortly before he passes away. Gary. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, he does. And uh, he's talking to Seinfeld, and Seinfeld's telling them that show is fantastic. Larry Sanders is great. Do you ever watch Modern Family or The Office or Curb Your Enthusiasm and just think they're doing me? They're doing what I invented. Yeah. And he says, when I was at HBO pitching the show, they didn't. I couldn't say, oh, it's kind of like this show and it's kind of like that show. I had to just say this. They thought I was crazy. Right. <laughs> so he just this is brand new thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just saying like, none of this is real. None of what we're doing is real anyway. Just to let me do it. <laughs> he yeah. just, like, he's just going like, it's such a weird concept to try to describe mm-hmm. uh, to somebody that had never seen it before. And the yeah. reason that I was so interested in from the sand trap research because we talk about 93 a lot in our episode we just did on saturday night live because Mm -hmm. 93 is when the leno drama 92 93 is when johnny carson's retiring so everyone's like who fills that spot and that's when the Mm -hmm. letterman and leno drama comes out and that's when letterman moves to cbs for his own thing and before conan took that spot that was letterman's uh, at nbc Conan was told that it would be Gary Shandling who would take that role. They were like, Gary's going to take it. He used to sub host all the time for Johnny. He wants it. But Gary said, you know what? Actually, no, I'm going to make a fake show as if I did actually take that job instead. That's That's such a cool idea to me. It's like, instead of actually being trapped and having to live this show, how about I just make a show about it and then not have to be trapped by it and it'd be as miserable as I might have been. Right. And I can Uh, poke fun at it and stuff and... So that always, to huh. me, is such a interesting move. And I think really, yeah. really, like, I'm envious of that kind of creative drive that he has to be like, okay, I'll turn down this job, but then immediately still, I'm still interested in this world. How can I still participate in it and have this um, this uh, career that I still want to involve in it? I think it's one yeah. of the coolest moves I've ever heard. In, uh, I, yeah, that's, that's smart. Way less pressure, less high intensity workplace that you have to like yeah. come out with a show every day. Yeah. And yeah, instead, yeah, and right it call. takes this and it, it's this high concept thing that, and even when he does, so I got the DVDs of them because uh, they, uh, they weren't available on HBO when I, or the subscription stuff when I was f- trying to find out about them. And the bonus features of that are even crazier. He even uses the bonus features to break fourth wall and blend all this stuff where he's, I think. Oh, wow. He's interviewing with Ricky Gervais because Ricky Gervais invents the original office. So he obviously has a connection to him. And Ricky was doing a separate documentary for the BBC. And he decides to show up to uh, Gary's house a little earlier and film him. So he's off guard. And so he's like, oh, I'll, I'll trick him. And then Gary just really goes into him and just like deconstructs his personality to him because he's all mad and frustrated that this thing happened. And it's such a weird meta like like similar to what you saw on this episode where he's like, now he's going to step on my lines. He's going to play these games. He's like doing the same kind of mind stuff hmm. to him real time. Cause he's like, cause well, you came here early. Well, now I'm going to really read into you and just deacon, like analyze you in front yeah. of you for cameras. Like, and this is the bonus features of a sitcom. This is what says <laughs> on there. It's like, yeah, if you're interested, watch me interview this guy. It's like, yeah. he was always trying to generate creative, cool stuff for himself to do. Yeah, I if anybody has yeah, highly recommend looking up that Ricky Gervais Gary Shanley interview because right off the bat you can kind of tell yeah, Gary is not happy to see him and doesn't want him there and then just no. yeah, like it is so masterful and sort of 
dodging the questions while putting the spotlight back on Ricky instead. And, and Ricky yeah. is l- losing his footing every step of the way. He's so right. he's just like he's oh, so caught right. off guard. Yeah, he just he's huh. just like oh, he has never thought about that. Like he just gets him every time. Like yeah, uh, and even so, in I think the season before six, that's the there was like this boom in the late night like era of all these late night show people coming out with books like leading with my chin or like Seinfeld had his little book where he had like uh, this uh, with his face on it. Uh, so he has a book in his show. And then I didn't know uh, he actually releases that book as a real book. He, so oh, he comes wow. out oh. with an autobiography of himself as his fake character. That's actually Whoa. filled with jokes and comments on the show That's- itself. Amazing. It's, the listeners then has the copy of the book. He showed oh, us. Oh yeah, I had to. Yeah. yeah I yeah, had to get it. Awesome. I was like, what do you what's in this thing? And so so then all of a sudden, since the show's been on, he now just shows clips of this fake show in the book. He's like, Oh, this is when I had so and so on. That's, and like, where is the reality like here? Like, what yeah, is going damn. on? We're that's like awesome. we're exploding in footnotes now. What is going on? <laughs> like it's that's so that uh, once you got into it and dug into it, I was I could not believe the effort that he put into this thing yeah, and wow. how he tried to really take it at every angle and use as much of his life as he could and to make himself look bad, make everyone look bad. And it, I didn't even know. I guess it won a Glad Award. It won a Peabody. It won like all these Whoa. awards that are highfalutin uh, because of it. So huh. it's just <laughs> the universe of it he builds is yeah, really crazy. It's crazy. Impressive. Yeah, it's I. And to think now, all the workplace comedy things and everything that's so meta and trying to comment on itself is really mm-hmm. much more common. To remember that he was in that f- area first, really trying to be like, what can I do here? What can mm-hmm. we get away with? I yeah, think is really cool. The sort of inventor and creator of all that. Yeah, really a trailblazer. That's amazing. Yeah, I wanted to backtrack a tiny bit. It feels like the more like I love reading about comedy and and that sort of stuff, the more and more I like hear from people and read about and stuff. Does anybody like Leno? Like it seems like everybody (laughs) hates him. Yeah. That seems to be all I hear too. Yeah. Which I like, I don't hate him, but like, I've never thought he was funny either. I didn't get the appeal. I I just love that everybody has everybody can do an impression of him, which is always so really fun funny. to hear. Yeah, really fun. But yeah, it seems like anybody in that sort of era, nobody was like, "Oh yeah, wasn't that great when Leno got the dementia?" Like all of them are just like, and you know that whole thing that happened where he got it instead and blah. blah, blah. Like, yeah, you're right. I know. I hear a positive thing about it. Yeah, I think the only positive ish thing he gets is when he cornered Hugh Grant in that interview when he was just like, why'd you do it? When Hugh Grant was caught, like he had like one cool viral moment in his career. <laughs> and the rest is just him taking jobs from other people. <laughs> it seems to be his legacy, which is yeah. a bummer. Yeah, because he seems to be a hard enough working guy. I'm not trying to make him right. be a villain, but mm-hmm. you're right. Not a lot of positivity yeah. <laughs> about, about that guy in the comedy world. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Neither do I. No, I was not a... I was more of a Letterman guy myself growing up. And then Fallon, of course. I loved his late show. but yeah, was Fallon was good on the late show. And then he yeah. got the Tonight Show, and now I'm not a fan. Uh, really. I know. I don't know what's going on. I don't watch a lot of the other late show stuff anymore. I, I think that's why I liked this show so much when I was in college, because I was really obsessed with the, the legacy of late night television and how interesting it is uh, just to have a, a person while, with you while you like as you're going to bed, basically. Mm-hmm. Like uh, NBC coming up with the idea that 
you have the Today Show, and then you have the Tonight Show. Like they're supposed to be like, oh yeah, it's supposed to be a morning thing and a PM thing, and we'll just schedule personalities for everyone's parts of the day. Uh, yeah. So all the personalities that end up in there are weird uh, because they're they want to be in that world so much and be a part of people's worlds. Um, and now that everyone's getting a show, whether it be daytime or, or uh, late night or whatever, mm-hmm. it seems this one is a good one to go back. I know that Fallon, when he did get the Tonight Show, rewatched this whole series. He said he was like, just oh, to, really? I could prepare myself <laughs> yeah, to, to know what I might be coming into because huh. late night, I think it's a little bit looser, but. All of a sudden, Tonight Show, you're dealing with personalities that it could be very like from Tuesday to Wednesday could be intensely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the longer that you're there, the more of a history you might have that you have to be like, oh, geez, you got to figure this thing out. Uh, yeah, you, you just hear like all the comedians I admire talk so much about how they admire Lennerman. And not a single one is saying, oh, yeah, I loved Leno. <laughs> like he was my. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, have you watched, have you found that YouTube channel, The Dons, before? Come up no. on your, uh, it's D-O-N-Z. So I saw a couple clips of it. And then when Jason uh, Zinneman, Zinneman, the New York Times, he's a comedy reporter <laughs> for the New York Times. Uh, he wrote a book on Letterman. And he's referencing all these clips throughout it. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool to see. What's this about? And then he mentions this YouTuber who was this guy since the 80s who has been documenting himself every letterman episode ever uh oh i did i heard about that yeah that yeah yeah just go find every and so he his compilations are sometimes two hours long will be like will hartman every single time he was ever on the show and he dates them and he puts them in order and he makes transitions and when the early internet came out i guess he was on message boards with other (laughs) guys like this (laughs) being like hey i have this episode does anyone have this one i'm missing this season this episode and then someone else would be like i do have that and he then he digitized all of them. So wow, this guy has this man's whole career from NBC to CBS himself. Because yeah. uh, so he has these crazy cool clips and these like so watching those, I can be like, oh yeah, Letterman was pretty cool <laughs> when you yeah. watch these early ones of like he was doing some better stuff that I'm oh, even absolutely. like now. He uh, would have I, like he would have staff of the show like writers or something be part of the show, come out, sit on the couch and just make fun of Letterman. <laughs> like that yes. was the bit, was that they were going to be mean to him. And you can tell he's sort of like is genuinely laughing along. Like he finds yeah. the jokes funny and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There was, Dang. there was a clip that came up uh, that I loved. There's like some month that some library is trying to have a, Oh, a TV free month. And he's playing it to the audience. He's like, this is a, this is an atrocity. How can you take television <laughs> away from children? So he on air calls, the woman at the library and (laughs) tries to uh, in a showbiz way, bribe her to cancel this free month of no television. (laughs) And she, she, she's just an average person. She's Mm -hmm. so funny. She's really funny where he goes like, what do we got for? And then it's, it's like wheel of fortune. They go like, it's a new washer dryer set. And she's just like, (laughs) what is it? Cause she's on the phone. She can't see it. So then they they have to explain it. And then, the, the, she goes like, "How about you offer me a car?" And then she gets a huge laugh, and then she and then he's like, "A car?" <laughs> he's, she's like, "I want you to offer me a car so I can f- know how it feels to tr- still turn you down." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "That's fantastic!" So he was doing weird, bonkers stuff like that that you don't, yeah, it would just be lost unless this one guy and a bunch of other people, obviously, that he traded these clips with, uh, 
didn't have. I get the feeling that you're not going to call this off. No, I don't think so. It's bigger than both of us. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Huh. So those come out. Yeah, really recommend if you're ever trying to. It's good sleep. Uh, watch stuff for me it's a nice gotcha. uh i fall asleep nice, to that stuff nice wind easy. down at the end of the day yeah 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 instead of actually watching late night i just watch old clips of clips yep yeah and he's pretty good on it too like when fran Lebowitz had that netflix thing come out with martin uh scorsese hmm. he put up a brand new compilation of all of her time on the show so like he he actually keeps up with who culturally someone might want to see more of and then he puts you know an hour Dang. of content out of this stuff yeah, and then he ended up in a top 10, I think, uh, one time, because the Letterman Show knew about him, and it's something oh. like, uh, top 10 reasons you spend too much time online, or you're too yeah. into the internet, and it's like, your name is the Dons, or something like that, they did, so he got oh, a little shout awesome. out, yeah, so they're they aware of him, because they would go to him for clips at a certain point, they were wow. like, do you have this thing, <laughs> you must wow. have this thing, yeah, it's and so it's a very weird form that now, moving forward, we'll always have documentation of. Mm-hmm. um yeah we forget yeah every day all the time it's a yeah. it's an interesting personality to want to explore and gary knew that yeah he doesn't do much i don't think he does much work after this show's done because he kind of you gotta get a lot out of it um yeah. he just starts to write and do a little bit less which why not enjoy yeah, your life. why not exactly yeah really. he already did another sitcom before this too he was a busy boy right he's working and he crushed it well mm-hmm. guys i think it's time to do a little trip. Oh, yeah. Because it's time for... Hey, did you know that? That's yeah. right. For new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Ben, CJ, are you two ready? Ready. Ready. All right. Hard doing this without having any context for the show <laughs> whatsoever. Just prefacing uh, that uh, oh, beforehand. No. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> I'm uh, excited for you to watch more of it. I think you'll like it. Yeah. No, I think I will, too. <laughs> Uh, so let's see how this goes and hopefully even this is accurate um mary lou collins played by mary lynn rice cup thank you right what mary lynn rice cup rice cup that's how you pronounce her last name ben can i get a confirmation i think i i I, that's how i've heard it being pronounced it's spelled r-a-j-s-k-u-b it's rice cup all right cub Cub? oh cub yeah Rice rice cup anyway she uh, left the show to join what other famous long-running NBC television show? First person to answer it gets the point. Uh, I don't know. Long-running, Mary. Yeah, on NBC. I have I have no idea. She's always Darn played it. like minor stuff, it feels like. Yeah, she shows up all the time, but I don't know. How it's gonna, I'm sure once we hear it, we'll know. Yeah, <laughs> We're going to be kicking ourselves. Okay. I don't know. I can't okay. think of it. It is a uh, sketch comedy show. Uh, is it Mr. Show? Saturday Night Live? Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Oh, I should have known. Jeez. Uh, I don't think I knew she was on that. She lasted less than one season Mm. and is on record saying she regretted leaving the show because she obviously didn't quite make it on SNL. Damn. Uh, What year was that? Was that like? That I don't know. Damn. Because Janine Garofalo had the same thing. That's what we got into on our Sandtrap episode. Janine Janine Garofalo was on this show and then goes to SNL and- has a suspicion she might not be a good fit, so she only sets. Up, she's only only there for like half the season. She has a oh. uh, a, a, a bad time uh, yeah. on the show. Unfortunately, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Damn, was okay. was Adam Sandler ever on this show? Uh, I on 
uh, Larry. On Larry, I yeah. don't on a on a. I don't know. I think he actually never got a little spot. I was just looking at the the long list of guest people. Let me see. If you don't, because Farley, Chris Farley has like a little bit. Uh, Chris Farley's on there. Dave Chappelle obviously shows up. Dana Carvey, um, Stewart, still David Spade. Mm, no, no, he does not. Know. He does not get on there. Gene Siskel though, okay. Tom Snyder. Yeah, wow. It's yeah, he doesn't. Wu Tang Clan. That's a great episode too. Wu Tang Clan comes oh, on. Yes. Oh, if you wow. think he can't connect to Smash Mouth, think about how bad over time connecting to Wu, the Wu Clan. But he does not. He he skips over that one. I guess. All right. Cool. All right. Next question. Uh, what famous talk show host did Shanling always wanting always wanted to bring on the show as a guest, uh, but never could make it happen? First person answer correctly. It's Carson. Like, yeah. Correct. Like, Darn. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be Carson. <laughs> yeah. Since that I wonder is why like that would have been cool. I wonder why he didn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently but, he watched the show and was a fan. He just never, never came on. I don't know. Dang. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'll come back. Got it. All right. Get back in it. Focus up. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we touched on this earlier, but let's see if it's true or false. This oh. is Judd Apatow's directorial debut. Oh, you both can answer. I'll, I'll double down and say true. I want to yeah, think that I, think I, it is. Uh, I hope That's, so. It is. It is true. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ben's on the board. Yeah. Woof. Okay. Just hope. Just glad that my anecdote was correct from earlier. Yes. <laughs> That's the more I was worried about. Don't want to give out false information. I probably would have corrected <laughs> if it was if it was wrong. Um, okay. Good. Glad. Uh, or I, I, you know, I could have been wrong too. I don't know anything about the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. How many episodes did the Larry Sanders show run for? Just uh, closest. Ooh. Okay. Six I need a calculator. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm doing the same thing. Oh, I don't know. 80. One. Uh, 85. 85 from guess. Ben? 85. Okay. Yeah, that sounds Yeah. Because some of them must have been shorter than longer. Yeah, I was going to say like 95. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's 90, so I guess neither of you get the point. <laughs> or you both get Whoa! the point. Uh, so, yes, what the difference? But good job, guys. That was, that was awesome. I'll say we both get a point instead. Yeah, I think so. I like yeah, between us, we're, we're, yeah, lies the truth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. What's, uh, what are we at on points? I'm leading four to two. Okay. <sighs> this is going to be the, uh, the last question then. What is the Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter score in percentage closest without going over? CJ, since you're in the lead, you will answer first. Uh, for those who don't know, this is the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes, and this is for the entire series. Okay. The entire series critic score. I think this is pretty highly regarded. Like I said, it's, it's very much in this sort of comedy zeitgeist, and people know about it and reference it and stuff. I'll go, how about like uh, 86? Okay. And Ben? I think when I was among my sand trap research when i was pulled this up i think i was shocked i think it said a hundred percent i think this was a hundred if i remember that's correctly. correct it is, it is that, yeah yeah damn i was because yeah. i was like i think i was i was that's when i was i double took because i was like i never see hundreds right unless i'm like yeah. criterion channel surfing then i maybe see a couple yeah uh damn yeah yeah but yeah, I think uh, I think CJ, you're still the winner, unfortunately. Wow, oh, nice! Congrats. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately. Uh, sorry, Ben. <laughs> oh no, that's fine, man. Uh, overall, I, CJ, have you seem to be? Did you keep track of like a bigger board of the score of trivia? Do you know if 
I do not. I just sort of assume I lose most of them, I think is pretty accurate. <laughs> Would you corroborate that? Yeah. I mean, when the guest brings on something, they're usually a fan of it. So they, uh, they kind of more than them. us usually. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Except me. Not this time. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, Chandler movie. I think yeah, you exactly. I earlier in the episode, you know a lot about Yeah, I, I would say you still know far more than I about yeah. the show. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, I think it's time for our ratings then. Yes. Ratings. ratings. Ben, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate the Larry Sanders show for you? Uh, gotta be a 10, man. Wow! Uh, yeah, gotta be a 10. Um uh, I think rewatch factor for me, I didn't think it would be as high, but they, they go back. So they, they're so smooth and they're shorter and it's a nice time capsule at the very least of all these famous, famous people. Yeah. I think it's not talked about. I still think it's an underrated thing that not enough people talk about comedy wise. I think it's always something to, if you got the HBO max, throw on, give it a chance, right. mm-hmm. uh, see if you like it. Nice. Cool. I think I'll go next. Yeah, if that's all right with you. Uh, so yeah, I I had never heard of this. I, I honestly didn't even know who Gary Shandling was at all. So uh, this is totally going in blind. And again, like also at the beginning of the last season too. So I I'm a little out of context and little jumping around, <laughs> but I liked it. So take all of that with a grain of salt. I'm going to give it like a seven. It was it was pretty good. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll That's probably good. I'll probably keep on, or I'll probably start at the beginning, but I'll uh, yeah probably check out more of it at least. Yeah, I think that yeah with the setting you'll you'll get more familiar with the characters. That'll be a good context. Right. To have. <laughs> yeah, they kept talking about Jeffrey Tambor's uh, punchline, and I like didn't get it. And uh, yeah, was, so anyway, yeah, I can go back <laughs> to the beginning and uh, check it out a little, little deeper. But, yeah, that's a good score, seven. Okay, yeah. CJ for me. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. This is this is one of those shows that I feel like has been on my list to finally like get around to watching. I think I watched the pilot like a while ago and then just kind of forgot about it. It wasn't because I didn't enjoy it or anything. So yeah, I, I wonder if maybe this will be yeah a new quarantine show for me or something like that to throw on during lunch or or at the end of the day or something like that. Seems like a pretty easy watch. Don't have to pay super close attention, um, but also don't want to miss anything. Yeah, maybe like uh. Let's go like a seven and a half. All right. Seven and a half. Nice. Yeah. Overall. Nice. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, Ben, thank you for joining us. What, uh, I think we all know what you want to plug, but, uh, you want to plug the podcast uh, at the end? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The sand trap, please give it a shot. If you're a Sandler fan uh, or not, it's a fun podcast. My co-host and I, Jeffrey Lehman are going through Adam Sandler's filmography in order. And we split them up into seasons and we're trying to make each episode as exciting for ourselves as we can and bring in new information as much as we can. That's not only about Sandler, but about the context of him, why he became a Hollywood industry. Enter Sandman. Our first season's almost done. So we're coming into our second one, which we're really excited about, which features some of his biggest movies. So we're a little intimidated. Uh, So we're trying (laughs) to come up with some different uh, stuff and I'm excited for it. It's definitely fun. Uh, and then Adam Slander, I'll plug my uh, roommate, John Delvecchio's too. Adam Slander podcast. Keep an eye out for that. That's also really good. He features a lot of great comics on it that do a really good job telling some great stories about an encounter they had with the famous actor, <laughs> comedian. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's awesome. 
where can people find the show if they want to give you a follow on? Oh Twitter? yeah. Uh, sand trap pod, sand trap pod and Instagram or Twitter. And then it's available anywhere you get your podcasts. Excellent. Highly recommend people check that out. It's a fun listen. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Ben. CJ, what do we have to plug? You can follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. Email us at overtalkingpod at gmail.com. Call or text us at USACAT1591 or visit our website, overtalkingpod.party. Uh, oh no, they're here. The Overtalking Overlords have arrived. <laughs> what? What's to say? <laughs> this this part of the show makes no sense like whatsoever. Uh, but anyway, they're uh, canonically our ghastly otherworldly landlords. Uh we show up at the end of every episode, remind me to remind you, if you like the show, please go on iTunes and rate in a special review or review sort of help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money in advertising, so if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Someone seems exhausted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, we got you on a you wake up. What, you just having a rough weekend or something? Yeah. Is all good? All good over there? Uh, we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And as we always say... Hey now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. This week's guest was Ben Castle. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Ah. <clears throat> ah. That's a good vocal warm up. Just ah. screaming. Ah. Just screaming, yeah. Yeah, that's good.